to Anime Savants, everyone. This is episode 71. And uh, this week, I am Algami. Ooh, that's a good one. This week, I'm feeling like Aaron Yeager, but oh boy. I, need, I probably need a more positive role model. <laughs> I'll figure uh, it out. <laughs> I mean, I dropped out of the um the final season, like, what a few episodes in so i haven't quite experienced the fuck shit of him oh well you will comes yeah because i gotta i gotta catch up before the the final final the final 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 season the final half of the final half of the final season or the final season then movie um announcement right right or maybe they'll um i don't know if you saw but uh uh they also were talking about like so there's the ending that was in the manga. Then there's going to be the ending that's in the anime that theoretically might be. Oh, different. so it's going to be original. It might be different because the author was talking about uh, how he had written a true ending or had advised uh, the key production staff on whatever the better ending will be. But I don't know if they what they've done with that information or what what his influence over the actual anime is going to be. Everyone's praying. They're all like anime only ending, which is maybe the first time I have ever seen that from a major franchise. Like people who yeah. were like, they're like praying for the anime. Only I mean, I've seen people just like, you know, not pleased in general. And I'm like, well, I I'll see what you're talking about when we get there. Yeah. Let's go ahead. We're going to keep the same format, but um, before we hop into that, um, if you guys want to, you know, hop on the show, stuff, we're looking for guests. We have guests coming, but, you know, it wouldn't hurt to, you know, argue with some people. Well, we do not argue, but, you know, if you, <laughs> if you have feelings about things we have said, you are more than welcome to come on and discuss them with us. That does not necessarily mean you will be able to change minds, but you're welcome to come debate. But let's go ahead and jump into well, which one should we do we want let's just do assassin okay all right so i assume we're doing both uh the last couple episodes right yeah we're doing the last two because yeah we we weren't here last week y'all but we're here now. yeah doing birthday things for me at least so I, indeed I, but uh yeah so the last couple episodes of assassin have been interesting to say the least we mm-hmm. and most of it was like um i don't want to i to, to just say something is set up in backstory is not adequate because we do advance in time quite a bit. So if we go by, I think episode five um, was the was last week's episode. Episode six was this week's episode. Yeah. Um, in episode five, it was all about sort of cat- catching up post time skip with Lou, with his family, with the sort of... And now we're getting more like the political dynamics of the world about his, his clan... Um, it, they're, uh, you know, the, his, sort of his like coming out party to the rest of the family. He's sort of come of age. And so he's going to go off and do some subterfuge and learn how to be somebody else for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And in the process, he has a rivalry, a very brief rivalry with, I guess, another possible heir for the, you know, title of the top of the family. But the guy, you know, is your typical like, oh, how could this person be better than me? He's younger and da da da. And then he just gets taken care of real quick. But they did pivot to sort of turn that character into a future supporter, which I was actually, I was like, that's cool, fun. I don't, I, I would much prefer that than just some like sulky asshole who shows up like every three episodes to try to foil whatever's going on because he's jealous. So 
and it was cool how he got handled. Like Lou just took yes. care of business. And um, I was I was wanting um, a limb to be broken, so that was nice. Yeah, so I think that to me that was like the for episode five that was like the structure. What did you take away as far as like what you saw or what you were watching? Because they do do some other stuff like um, the uh, what's his servant's name like testing Tart. her. Yeah, like there's there's a there's sort of like a side bit about that, but oh yeah, like do we need the killer? Right, and <laughs> things like that. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Um, if the show doesn't have the same appeal to me these past two episodes as it has been in the first half. And I don't know if it's just because like there's a little bit of a lull during this part for some reason, but. I think that the main character himself is getting a little too caught up in like what's all going on around him. I'm mm-hmm. not seeing much of him like de- well, how do I put this? He is it's almost time for the hero to save the world, isn't it? He I said there's what like 2 years left. So I understand that he's doing all this stuff to like focus on the hero, but I don't really see the character like exploring or like even much so like really enjoying his new life um and especially when they use the goddess to compare like how the other reincarnations are doing and they compare it to him it's almost just like he's literally becoming the exact same person and so i'm afraid that and i mean i'm pretty sure the series isn't going this way but i'm getting the sense that this character may end up like succeeding in his mission but then failing in his like overall life to like actually enjoy and live a new life because he will essentially have become the exact same thing yeah and i i I agree as well i think that there's just been a lot of a loss of momentum in Mm -hmm. the in the forward motion of the plot despite the fact that we've now time skipped every other episode um you know so generally speaking that should mean that there's a lot of change but it's not so much i mean this is i think going to be a recurring problem in the story and i can just say this without any prior knowledge because in the first few episodes they do set up a very interesting philosophical question with lou and his rebirth um as to like what does it mean to like live the kind of life that he wants and that's that was i i liked that those ideas when they came up and i like the little cutaways in the beginning of the episode by the goddess to look at some of the other assassin candidates that failed and i don't know if they, i don't know if this is contemporary or they had just failed in the past i don't know i assume it's kind of yeah. all happening simultaneously like these people were pulled in earlier and they all kind of like fucked around and either found out or didn't find out yeah so, yeah, yeah. so I, I, that's what i assume is going on uh and that stuff was a, is like a little reminder to the main plot but the but our characters are not yet engaged in the main plot and so that's why both episode five which was all about the setup for him leaving um leaving the clan you know whatever their their family land is and then assuming this new identity and going off to train for two years i think like by losing some of the thread of like what is the main threat what are we doing what how do what's our progress towards you know, solving it, I think that does slow everything down. And it doesn't help that episode six is mostly focused on a character we didn't know at all until the end of the episode. Like, I get okay, that. Okay, like, and I have yeah. gripes about this episode. Yeah, and we can like, jump to that because there's not as much happening in episode five. Yeah, this episode, it was so weird. I It was... <laughs> the pacing, for me, it was off. And also, the lack of... Uh, uh, fuck 
fuck what the what's the main character's name i luke. forgot his fucking name luke. luke yeah luke the fact that like he wasn't in the majority of the episode he showed up at the end and just saved her like that yeah. there was no um uh hints that like you know he knew what was going on or like that he was observing them it was just it, it wasn't a bad episode um i won't give him that but i think that the suffrage part of it dragged a little too long i 100 percent agree and i think uh, you know i don't know anything about the light novels so i don't know what was shortened versus what was sort of dragged out in order to get a plot i can tell you right yeah. away that i as much I, like this is what the episode was trying to do. The episode was trying to get you to uh, feel some amount of compassion and empathy for the new girl whose name I've already forgotten, which shows you just just how good a job it did. Because she, you know, the girl in the opening with the barrette in her hair, like the blue yeah, Maha, yeah, Maha. Okay, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Like that was the purpose of the episode, but the way they went about it was like beating you over the head with how terrible the situation she found herself in and the threat of all the, you know, horrible outcomes that were waiting for her via punishing and torturing her, uh, her friends, her fellow orphans, I guess they're all orphans, um, like unnecessarily. Now I'm not here going to say that like, Oh, they shouldn't have had, you know, rape or implied rape and that it shouldn't have gotten so serious. Like it's fine, but I can tell you this, you could have just cut out all those first five minutes I didn't need to see them get get kidnapped and brought in. That was time we could have spent maybe seeing Lou's perspective coming into the city yes. later on. We could have just gotten to her when she's already working in that like textile factory slash brothel and called it a day, and we you know would have accomplished the exact same thing. The whole backstory part, I'm sure, was in the light novel, but like, do I care any more about that character because I saw that? No. I was just confused as to why we were spending all this time beating a dead horse that, like, yeah, these people are depraved and horrible, and young, cute girls are probably in bad shape if they get caught out alone in this world. Didn't need it. It was just it was just unnecessary to me. You know what I would have preferred to see? I would have preferred to see uh, um, Maha's family fall. Like, sure, how right, yes, why did they, yes. Like, how did she get to poverty? Because they mentioned yes. that her dad was a merchant. So yes. I wanted that story more than of what we got because when we got to homegirl like slicing up her face, I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But they just kept drilling it over and over. And I was like, okay, bruh, like what, what, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. can we, can we get some kind of development? Like, because I know they were, or I knew they were leading up to, you know, the eventual yeah, moment where Maha was going to be chosen. Of but course. But it's just like, is is she going to kill them and then be on the run and then Luke's going to... It's like, There no, you go. Right. He just exactly. shows up. He exactly. just shows up. So, this that isn't was... a, I hate the show and I'm not watching it ever again kind of thing. It's just like a, huh, that didn't flow the way that the rest of this has been flowing. And, you know, it was kind of off-putting to me yeah no i mean that that's perfectly right and i think that it was the laziest possible way that that story beat could have been hit now the outcome was obvious from the beginning and so I'm, oh yeah I, you know like i'm not a you have to assemble the squad and like if everyone kind of has a tragic story you know that connects them to the main character in some way and you know, and even I'm even okay with the 
forced idolization, you know, through trauma. Like, if they want to do that, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not going to lead to anything smart, but it's not bad either. But I didn't need either all of if, all the brutality. You could show me one girl, something happening to one girl, and then imply it with the rest, and then have Maha be the last, and then have Lou show up and save everybody. And it's like, that, that's been in stories and anime forever. I'm fine with that. I just didn't need the the endlessly dragged out like here are all these like cute innocent kids oh they're just trying to make their way in the world and oh my god now they're all getting raped like i that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't for me so if, if i could if i could cut the first half of this episode and maybe like i don't know even the first half of the other episode uh and put them together into one i feel like that level of like quick pacing to get into the you know next stage of the story would have been better than spending two episodes on that material but hey some some uh light novel reader will say oh no they actually removed like 10 scenes where she almost gets raped it's it's like come on bro we don't need that yeah um so yeah that was that's pretty much all i mean i'm still excited because i think the upside of the series is all of the righteous murdering of bad people and that still remains pretty good Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm loving the fucking fight scenes and shit like that. It's just and the magic system and the things that are possible. Yes, exactly. There's a lot. There's a lot of like good elements there. But the parts that are the most derivative and the laziest stand out because of the 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 opportunity of everything else. Yeah. And like how how much opportunity there is to do something more interesting. Like sometimes sometimes a show is never going to be greater than its premise and so you know if it lives up to that that's great and if it doesn't you're like oh okay well there was a ceiling but here i think that there's actual opportunity to do something more than just fun something cool so i kind of have a higher standard than i would for trash that this could be reminiscent of that's me personally though i agree um let's do paladin next now a lot a lot happened here so i guess we're going back to episode five so what did you think about the that sort of resolution to the the undead city arc i guess i was pleased with it it was a a lot happened that episode there was so much but also um i just gotta say my favorite scene was when he had homeboy up against the wall and was just like slicing his ass like at high speed I was like, oh yeah, this yeah, is that was my good. kind of shit. That was that was, good. This is my kind of shit. And you know, the show isn't really like super budget heavy, but they make the action look pretty fucking good. Like, like it's it's not all like you know like crazy ass fucking frames and shit like that. It's just like the just the way that he did it and just like mauled that nigga and the screams. I was like, oh shit, okay, cool. Yeah, actually, um, and I would say about the action real quick is that they do something that I wish more series did like as you say it's not a high budget series so one way you can make action feel a lot more impactful is just show the moment of the strike or the or the impaling or the slice or the cut like don't Mm -hmm. don't do the the pan away and you sort of see the effects of it but nothing actually happening to a body which comes up i think in the next episode with the boar how they just it's a short scene but like having that gets have watching it get skewered as it jumps at the camera was just a just a good way of showing like yeah you can get fucked up in this world yeah yeah you can give yeah you can get fucked up and uh, so the episode i loved um then we're talking about five for right now i loved how everything so far got brought together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i loved that 
the goddess, what is it, um, Mater, the, the earth goddess, how the entire time they had just like jumped to conclusion saying that she had abandoned Mary. When in Ooh. actuality, she was just like, girl, I wouldn't be giving you the fucking bread if I had abandoned you. Like, Which are you makes kidding sense. me? Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like, girl, of course you weren't abandoned. So like, it's also nice that she helped them even though um, uh, Will didn't choose her as his goddess. Mm. She, like, she helped them because of like Mary and shit. Um, the backstory that like, okay, first of all, what they didn't need to do or one thing that I thought could have been left out was like the Mary and blood conversation right when they were still human. Yeah, at the end five, yes. about the baby. I was like, yeah. okay, this... I don't, very, very it, on the nose. It was... How do I say? If it had come earlier, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with it. But because it came like at after the arc had already concluded, I was mm-hmm. like, eh, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like we get it. Yeah, we, yeah. we get it. Yeah, like, they love each other. They wanted a baby, and Will was the baby, and bada-bing, bada-boom. I did not see Gracefield coming, though. Really? Um, I thought that he was going to do Mater. Oh. Because uh, um, we really didn't see, like, we saw the statues, but I was like, oh, that that looks like kind of like the girl in the opening. But with Gracefield, like, you know, it makes sense. The reincarnation makes sense because... Of who Grace Phil is. She's the goddess of rebirth and death. So, of course, she probably has the ability to, you know, foster souls from, like, other worlds. Or maybe she is the goddess of, like, you know, multiple worlds. And, you right. know, this world is just always in fucking chaos because all these fucking gods love it. So, they're just like, you, you know, the, the story can go so many different ways. But the way that they had that one more night and then they were like oh yeah we gotta give our souls to her because you know it's been well overdue and stuff like that and they they even ugh, how do i want to put it words are hard give me a second <laughs> um then the way that they off screen the discussion with Gracefield, but it didn't feel as though like we had skipped or missed out on anything really really big mm-hmm. and my favorite part though was that gus was basically like nigga i ain't going nowhere <laughs> yeah there were okay so the, it's this sounds like i'm i'm nitpicking but these are things i don't i don't really care about but i notice mm-hmm. so when you when they got to the sort of the end of the story right so you you've now written <clears throat> marion blood out um the you know god of death is taken care of at least for now and we're sort of like wrapping things up the big open plot hole that they had to fill was okay well what happens with the demon king and gus because gus wasn't part of that um the i I would say like it was clear he was he was cut out of the original deal because he wasn't because like even in the the scene where they kind of all pass away like gus isn't even there so it's like okay let's how do we solve this well the answer to it was gus just made a deal with gracefield he'll be around for 10 more years you can just go and do what you got to do, but just remember, like, this is still a you problem. You have a time limit. You got a time limit. Come, you got to deal with this shit later. Which I'm like, okay, fine. I don't. I that doesn't bother me. But it also, I, I kind of wish it was like tied a little bit more into the the big emotional moment. Like, I don't need to see him make a deal, you know. But like, it just felt like uh, we finished all of the emotional stuff, and then they had to like come clean up the story a couple minutes later, so they could just like finish and get on. 
to the next part. It's like, yep, I'm still here and I'm taking care of things. And oh, by the way, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna give you all my money and all that stuff. I, I think I'm not saying I prefer this, but if Gus had had to go and they wanted to write his character out, you know, permanently, I think mm-hmm. it would have been a really interesting scene to have Will go back to the house where they were in and like, you know, they're not there anymore, obviously, because they're all gone. And, like, the one thing that he, you know, can have left of theirs is, like, Gus's money. And it's, like, kind of, like, played for the joke that he they had made the first time when he found out that, like, Gus was a greedy asshole and all he, like, was gambling and all this other stuff. Like, I, I, I felt like maybe that could have benefited from, like, no exposition at all. But we got it, and they wrapped the story up, and it's fine. Like, I, it didn't bother me at all, but I just felt like, they gotta tie this up. I know they did it. Okay. Um, so that was episode five. Six mm-hmm. is where the journey kind of kicks off, and we see Will out in the world pretty much by himself for the first five minutes of the episode until he stumbles on a hunter. You get a scene with the boar, um, and he tries to make a friend, gets rejected, uh, makes it to the first human town, and immediately they get attacked, uh, and uh, that leads to him fending off the bandits and then recruiting the art the the hunter to go take out the town full of demons so that was like the overall structure of the of the whole episode what did you think of like the presentation and kind of the stuff that went down in as far six? as the presentation goes the episode was pretty simplistic um for me i enjoyed more so the um like you know not nomad life but like watching will by himself and like do like riding the magic wards on his camp and things like that i enjoyed like the little things more so or like finding out that the elves um uh, revere the fey goddess and the fact that like there's fey magic so they really don't really use magic themselves they ask for help from the fays of different elements to do things Mm -hmm. and that like that part that was the most interesting part to me i honestly didn't really i was kind of like not put off but i wasn't expecting again um for things to go this way i thought this was going to be like a buddy buddy situation where like the elf was basically just like oh i don't fuck with humans at all fuck you and then he like grows to respect will and uh, in i don't know like it just wasn't that at all that nigga was like oh, no, like, we about to rob and, like, you know, we about to raid this other village because our village is fucked up. And, like, yeah, I be fucking with these other humans, but they're part of the other village over there. And then the fact that the thing that actually really surprised me, though, was that when they were talking about hanging them, Will was like, yeah, they got to be hanged. I was like, nigga, yeah. what? Yeah. I, was like, what you? I was like, what? And then one thing that I did take from episode five that I thought was going to be difficult which seemed really simplistic this episode was that one of Will's goals is to like, you know, um, uh, turn people to like start worshiping Grace feel more because like she's lost a lot of power and she needs, you know, she needs their, their prayers and things like that. So I thought that that was going to be a little bit more complex because there are so many other, um, you know, gods to worship and you never know on the outside world, like, you know, which God's religion is like, you know, the main thing. And I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be a thing eventually. But this episode, it just made it seem so simple where he was like, yeah, I helped you guys. And it's all thanks to Gracefield. Let's praise her. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. Okay. If you, if you had told me before the episode started, or even before I started watching the series that the end state of the main character was to become like the world's strongest Jehovah's witness. I wouldn't have believed yeah, you. I, I, 
that is a perfect fucking description. Yes. But it he's not aggressive. Like, no, he's not. Jones. But he but he is certainly the most powerful one. Like you can yes. imagine someone who is like, please worship Gracefield, and then you're like, no, and like I'm going to kill you and your whole family. Like that guy could pull it up. Will could pull that off. Yeah. Whereas like I'm could. not worried I'm not worried about those weirdos who knock on my door, you know, doing anything other than annoy me. Right? Like so so okay. So that's like the I don't wanna say uh uh recurring theme i did i like that what's the guy's name mendel or um mendel yeah yeah like he when he first meets will is like ben you really are devoted aren't you like, yes like he's, like, he's digging right. his he, ass the whole time he's just like damn bro uh, you bro, just you, prayed you praying over everything like we, like <laughs> like you pray when you killed the boar you pray when i cut the leg off you pray when we're about to eat the liver like what what don't you pray over man like what's going on but you Pussy. know yeah probably at this point <laughs> facts be told um but but yeah so i think will's current the current version of his character i'm i hope this is a transitional state because mm. i'm not saying i need him to lose the innocence yeah the innocence and the naivete because i think that's a whole you have to do the fish out of water thing and to have his morals be very strongly aligned early on with like you know what we learned about him in those first four or five episodes I think that's still important. Like, he should be a good person and try to do good things. But I also would hope that he's not a child. He is a grown-ass adult plus he's a grown adult. Yes. 15 years of, like, seasoning in this other world that he is at least um, able to make real or accept realistic outcomes when he can't just fix it with money or the or his, like, superhuman strength. You know, like, if things don't go his way... Is and the, I think this is going to be the challenge for him once he starts reaching the human settlements, like the big ones. Yeah, and he's not stupid. Like he said, you know, it, when they were leaving the village after the attack and then he buys the freedom of all of the would-be bandits, he does acknowledge on several occasions that like, oh, well, we brought... Yes, I went in, I healed the wounds of all these other people in the other village who were, you know, on the verge of death. And yes, they got accepted into the second village... But it is kind of a hostage situation to make sure they yes. behave right. And so he was like aware of it and accepting of the fact that like things are not black and white. You know, it, no one's doing shit out of the goodness of their heart, or at least not very much. But his point is that he is driven to do things out of the goodness of his heart. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I just want it to either, either we're growing with this or we are having him suffer the consequences realistically of that kind of a worldview. I do not want the plot to wrap around his personal morality. I would that would that, I think that would do a disservice to everything they're trying to tell I agree. Here, so. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the most part it was a chill episode. I I would like some shade. It needs I need some I need the next villain or I need the next crisis to come sooner rather than later. Like Yeah. If they, if we get just another, if he goes into the village and washes the demons immediately, then he immediately they need to quickly move on to the human settlement and he needs to start running into problems. Yeah, I feel like the trajectory for the next episode is just going to focus on this village because it's pretty obvious that the story beat they want to tell is that Mendel right now doesn't, you know, he trusts them as far as like being someone who did a good deed for him in the past and has you know, shown that he, that he's a good person, like he trusts Will, but he doesn't believe this, how strong he is. 
So I yeah. feel like the next episode is basically to show off the fact that like this kid kind of came out of the boonies and is super powerful and you know can take on this whole group of demons and blah 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 blah. I think that's where we're gonna focus most of that episode. If we can do more than that, please move this story, move it quickly. Give me another antagonist. Give me, show me some of these other yeah. motherfuckers from the opening. Like, yes, please do that. But I don't think that. Yet yeah, we're like get show all me that. a di- show me a disciple of fucking of the of the death god actively working against him while the death god is trying to get his fucking energy back right and they put and they put this ticking clock on the whole story but i still don't feel like the demon king is really that much of a uh present threat to what's going on like if and i'm not i feel like that's probably going to be a like a much later down the line kind of thing yeah yeah no i agree with that I, i if and i'm not trying to rewrite the story like i have a like a better idea but i'm just pointing out that like if we saw maybe from the prequel arc episodes through this that there were constantly folks trying to resurrect this demon king even if they're not um directly related to the story will doesn't interact with them and it's really just more something in the background you know like there's a cult that's associated with it or there's demons that are out there that keep trying to break into this these like dead lands that he comes from like if all if that was a little more present i think i would have i would have less of a complaint because at least then we would know that like okay there's a solid forward looking direction um for the threat and then other sort of threats can come up other antagonists can come up that have their own motivations but as long as that's kept you know front of mind that's a measuring stick to judge progress like how close is will to being able to resolve that problem in the future but you know we're we're at step one stage one of leaving the nest so i'm not i'm not gonna harp on that too much agreed i i feel like we've been a lot of very critical this week but you know it it is what it is i think that just comes with the fact that there are multiple episodes to to think about so it's like yeah contextually where is the story going for some of these shows um So then let's move on to the one that only got one episode because of fucking production issues again. Jesus Christ. Um, 86. So only my rail gun. Okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I, I can't say I'm surprised with the 86's um, position with Shin's group. Now, Alba, I didn't think it was going to happen this fast. They just got washed. I they mean, got, or, well, well, their their defenses definitely failed because they were in the streets. Oh, but, bodies everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I, I, it's over. And then also the the thing that was really like cold about me to the episode was that that those other countries were being condescending during that like planning meeting, right. and I'm like. How the fuck are you being like snobbish when all you niggas could die? Like, shouldn't the priority be like, let's work together, stop being a little bitch, don't act childish and just think you're better because you thought of something? Like, no, like, this is humanity's fucking survival. Like, what are you yeah, they doing? Were getting, they were getting like snippy and like almost with some, like, almost like jokes on each other. Like, do we have time yes. for this shit? Yes. And uh, the, f- I'm not surprised. That, of course, they were like, oh, well, we got to do this crazy-ass mission to make sure we're safe. And we're going to send the people who are most likely to succeed and most likely to die and not be missed. Yeah. So, 
you know, gotta say saw it coming, but it doesn't make it any better. And it's just extremely fucked up that like they all still have that mindset of like, yeah, we're just doing what we want until we die. And it's like, yeah, but like because you have that mindset, niggas don't give a fuck about sending you out to your death. Yeah. So again, this is I enjoy I've so far I enjoyed everything that I watched this week and last week. You know, like I don't want to get it twisted like I didn't I was having like a good time oh, with all this. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 the, yeah. All these shows, they looked good. They sounded good. The plots are interesting. I want I mean, to know more. I'm engaged. The main difference for me is that I've had more than like a day or two to think about it. Exactly. Like I've had like a full week to like <laughs> sit on it and be like, you know what? Actually. So, yeah. So for, for 86, if we go back to the beginning of the episode, it starts with the, re- the reveal, essentially, of an attack on the base um, that the... Uh, the squad, Shin Squad. Oh yeah, and they at. showed them fucking bodies. Yeah. Fucked so, so the in- so the thing that was interesting about this episode is that I think it was another mini time skip, right? Because the way the last episode ended, they were all kind of reconvening, sort of after that big fi- fight. Um, yeah. That Shin came out of, and the, you know, had like the mental break and all this other stuff. So I assumed that we were just gonna pick up from where that left off, but this was clearly like, if not days, maybe even w- a week or two after that event had happened i didn't i i one of the things that i always tell myself i'm gonna make a note of and i forget to do it is paying attention to the dates um on each of the uh like the intro cards for some of the section the segments because they do tell you like okay this it's now been three weeks it's been a month it's been so like they're they are keeping track of the time i don't know this time whether or not the we got a, a very short time skip or a slightly longer one but either way um, it begins with an event we didn't see, which is the base getting hit on the, you know, by this, uh, super weapon that we find out about. And then there's some fast forwarding, you get through all the political stuff and you basically, we're all informed that, uh, in fact, the war is going to end in a couple of months. If this doomsday weapon that we never heard about before isn't taken out in a suicide mission. And then we get the 86 essentially first getting volunteered to do the mission, but then kind of like also volunteering to do it. Because, like, you know, they're coming to terms with the fact that they are soldiers and this is what they do and they would feel kind of bad about not doing it. Um, yeah. So that, so that was, like, kind of the, the emotional crux of the episode was their conversations with each other. Like, obviously, they're, they're leaning heavier into, like, oh, we're still being discriminated against in some way. But in, in the sense that, like, people are afraid of them and are looking to maybe, like... I don't know. Blame it is the wrong word because in in when they were in Alba, they were subhuman, and here it's more like these these children are like super soldiers, and they are scary. They're like monsters. They're not. I feel like they want to like take them down a notch in some kind of sense. That's what yeah. I get. There I was... get that they think that like oh because they are so capable, we have to like teach them or like you know put them in line in some form or fashion. Right. I think if you go back maybe to the first, like maybe starting in episode three or two or three when they re-enlist and you had that character with the red hair who we saw again, who was like the soldier. With the sister. He, he made sure to get the letter to the sister and shit. Yeah. Like that character. So if you, so that character has been a recurring character in the story so far. And his arc from the beginning was, I don't, I don't uh, like these 86 people coming in they're really 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 good soldiers and that kind of makes me feel bad about myself about my country 
and then being confronted with the horrors of war and seeing especially that scene with shin when he kills the his his uh his friend you know who's been like mortally wounded in the battle and like the other guy basically sees him execute him on the field and just really react strongly negative like oh you killed him how could you do that but it wasn't like i the vibe i got you tell me if you had a different different takeaway it was more like i don't it's not that they hated them because of their background it was more like these people are so battle hardened and they're so they're like elites but they don't care about life anymore they're just soldier automatons and they're scary and seeing them act in the field both as like highly competent warriors but then also how ruthless they have to be in order to survive represents something that like i am not ready to do my country or my people they don't i don't want to see my people become like these these monstrous warrior children and so i'm there's a lot of like projection onto them of these negative feelings but i think i feel like that's the that's the story that's being told is that it's a different kind of prejudice but it's like almost like an anti-war prejudice like this is a weak country with like you know not a strong warrior tradition and they're thrust and they're thrust into this like apocalyptic war that's probably going to kill them they've all also kind of internalized that fatalism but to see these kids fighting back fighting hard winning but also becoming ruthless just scares the shit out of everybody and so they react with prejudice out of like you know fear of what they could become once they exactly become exactly or if not and on top of that not just that but also that um they represent something that these individuals like the in the federacy or or whatever they can never achieve and yeah. so that's a so they're like i don't want to say like emasculated but it's you know, in that in that sense of the dishonored, their maybe. insecurities are showing. Yes, yeah, they're they're they make them very insecure, and it's like dishonorable because every person they ever talked to is always like, "I can't believe you guys really are just teenagers." And even the most prejudiced people who are like, "We can use them as disposable weapons," and so on. Like they're thinking about it in the terms of these are just some cast off kids who are super soldiers, and maybe having them around is a problem. Um, so I, I I like that that through line of the story i the only thing about this episode that kind of got me was like why did we get the reveal of the sudden story possibly story ending threat in like one info dump off of events that we never saw involving characters we don't know that then drives like everything that's about to happen in the plot i wish we'd had a little more foreshadowing or something that this was a possibility. The yeah, the railgun came out of nowhere, and it, I mean it set everything up. Yep. And I also really enjoyed their captain actually, like you know, fighting for them, and like actually like telling the truth to motherfuckers to their face. But I mean, what else is gonna happen? But also, there's something off about that guy from the other country who like met them outside and then like went and talked to the general. Oh right, I was yes. Like, I was like, what the fuck is your problem? I was like, you don't even fucking know them, man. That was pretty but, random. Yeah, it was random. So the show is definitely continuing from here on. But I saw I saw one theory about, what was it, Elizabeth? Yeah. Is that her fucking name? That if it's true, then uh, these next few episodes are probably going to be really fucking insane. 
Well, I know nothing, and I assume the episodes are going to be fucking insane as well. I would prefer, and I know the show last season does not have this uh, reputation, but I would prefer that the um, the eighty six the members of that special unit that are you know the original characters from last season. I would actually prefer that they survive this mission. Um, I know that there's there the way they're setting it up. It's like a suicide mission, and you know it's. You know, everyone's expecting to die. The series has a reputation of killing off a lot of characters. But, like, I don't think... I wouldn't that... be surprised if one of the five died. Yeah, the only reason why I don't want it to happen yet is not because I would, like, feel bad about it or it would be bad for the story. Is that we just got introduced to these, like, really cool specialized mecha. And to have at least one of them only get one actual battle to see what the capabilities were before killing off the character and getting rid of that unit feels like a lost opportunity i don't mind if like you know if there's really some drama behind it that's cool but i think we kind of settled a lot of the interpersonal issues with those characters so i think it would be a i think it would actually be smart to delay killing them or or having the first death not be to some like suicide mission with a railgun but like what if elizabeth was the antagonist and like she actually winds up killing some of his friends for the that survived all these other crazy missions like wouldn't that be awesome wouldn't that be like some pathos that could set them up to be antagonists with each other in the story or for a I while? mean the after what's going on through this <clears throat> i think your your um uh... Um, the theory about what could, yeah, yeah yeah what could happen is pride you might be right oh about shit the, the if path. it's true look i don't want to i don't want to again i've read nothing i have had zero spoilers not because yeah, I'm tra- i haven't I'm not been spoiled trying. i haven't read anything either so yeah y'all if 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 we're right don't let us know that we're right yeah i don't want to know <laughs> i'm not interested i mean if it happens my my stance on spoilers is that they don't affect my enjoyment it's but more also, like going back it makes everything that her fucking uncle did so stupid yeah oh my god oh my like nick what you gonna do with that gun <laughs> i don't know shut the like oh my okay but yeah, yeah go ahead. We, yeah so we will eventually get like the flashbacks to find out what happened i can't if the only thing that will genuinely make me mad because i just enjoy the series for whatever it is wherever the story goes i'm with it but what would genuinely make me mad is if they cheat us in the anime out of the scenes that show exactly how Alba's defenses fell apart and all oh, we need to see it we have I, to for, see for it. my personal catharsis i have to see these motherfuckers and they kept alluding to shit because they kept showing elizabeth's like huge thing yes. on the back of her neck so i'm like no you can't just like show us shit and then not give us like any kind of this like... would be like if they had attack on titan but they decided not to animate the fall of like wall rose or oh wall my Maria. god like they just say oh it happened and you see like a scene of like some titans roaming around like the interior but you're like bro the whole the the reason that that series hit so hard is because literally the first thing that happens is the big like uh comeuppance disaster moment right so how come we can't get that in 86 i i would live for that i would live to see now like them the like production eating... issue uh, came from them animating that right then right. maybe i'd be like okay well if Ooh. if they're animating the ever-loving shit out of the fall of alba then i would i understand would i okay i think i would 
but also that was in the projection schedule to begin with you stupid <laughs> motherfuckers like you knew what was coming so yeah you're right i would i would be understanding but goddamn, like they're asking us to put up with a lot of shit this season maybe just produce fewer series how about that that's possible i mean to be honest it's like it's one thing if you did it the first season but for both well is this is this even the second season or is this part two this is this is part two of season one again i go back to my rant from before these are two separate seasons stop fucking around that's some bullshit just call it two seasons yeah i if if you had the problem that first season i feel like you should be prioritizing not repeating that same mistake the second season because then you know that makes you look a little incompetent yeah, but you think you would think i am not there working in that office so i don't know what the fuck's going on so you know i hope that it actually is ready next week and if there's another delay then i just hope it doesn't end up like wonder egg priority oh right but didn't i get like the last episode much later yeah yeah I mean, or or it could end up like um, Kekai Sensen, which, oh, like, you know, yeah. they they delayed yeah. the final episode, but it was, like, an hour long and really good. Kekai Sensen gets a pass because even the structure of the series is such that it's, like, serial rather than episodic. So, like, yeah. it just felt like you were getting more Kekai Sensen, not, like, you know, anyway. That's my Yeah, opinion. yeah, yeah, like a huge, re- yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So, anyway, we we end off the episode with everyone getting prepped to go to battle i'm hoping that next week is a lot of action oh, okay so i have a question yeah is the little girl constantly sending him letters now I, or oh, was that we someone didn't even else? talk about that shit fuck that little girl let's keep okay it. so that's the thing i was wondering if it was someone else i was wondering if it was the red red hair guy who was just purposely fucking with him no it's the little that girl, girl sent him it's another that girl one. it's okay that girl. then yeah fuck that little fuck bitch her. Like, how the hell you get off why like, did you kill my brother, Winky Smiley Face? Nick, I will throw you in a fucking well. They will never find girl, you. Never send me some shit like that. Girl. The first letter is one thing, but the second letter, I was like, okay, now someone needs to beat her ass. Right. Like, not in a disciplinary, but like, girl, you need your ass. Like, someone needs to, like, rock you. Like, someone needs to get their little cousin and go, <laughs> go beat her ass up. Ball like, fist up. Is- Yes, <laughs> like so yeah, it's like first grade um fight club. Like get her ass. Like yeah, this is no. unacceptable. You'd send me a letter like that. I mean, I know she ain't got Two. no goddamn parents, but like Two. still. When you getting the money for crayons? <laughs> you an orphan? <laughs> you an orphan, <laughs> girl? You can't be sending no letters. I would. Oh man. Anyway, yeah. So fuck that girl. That's all I got. If I say any more, I'll get in trouble. Uh, especially with the. <laughs> A topic I got to bring up about another series that I've been watching. Um, oh. Yeah. So I'll just leave it at fuck that girl. Okay. I mean, that's all I have to say about the episode. I I, I, I was banking on getting something this week, but you yeah. know, we didn't. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to go back to, you know, the same thing I've said for the last two weeks, which is I'm happy with 86 as it is, but if it had had another life as just a straight up, like, military science fiction zombie apocalypse type story without any Uh of the relationship stuff i would probably be just as happy because there's a lot of meat on the bones like about these other nations their technologies like the politics the battle order all that stuff like i'm into that shit i just hope next episode we don't take out any of the major mechs too early before we get some feats so then we can sell some fucking model kits 
All right? That's what this is all about. It's about the goddamn model kits. I mean, at the end of this, them bitches need to be on, like, two feet. Yeah. Like, we need to get, we need to move away from spider, and we need to go to, like, humanoid. Yeah, let's like, get, if they now. should, yo, bro, if this, if this series ended with an actual Gundam, I would do a backflip. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I I'm, would do I'm a real... It. A real because now backflip. you have access to the technology of those other countries. Exactly, they, can they can't be. all be on this fucking spider mech shit. Exactly. Like we already proved that the, the that the ones that uh the Federation had or the Federacy they were fucking trash. So like it's, yes. All right. All right. Yeah, we could we could do okay. Um, <laughs> what else? What did else you did it? you watch? Oh, I was gonna say the same thing. Uh, oh. Two. I, well, I have two. So I watched um the latest episodes plural of Tacked Up. Uh, which I really I like episode six a lot. Um, it, maybe it's like a personal thing, but they was go episode to, six this week. Episode six or? was this week. Yes, it, this was okay, the episode. I haven't seen the one for this week yet. So this was a an episode that had zero action in it whatsoever. It was uh it was all an exploration of aging, um, set in their version of New Orleans or a New or or a Louisiana town. That must be somewhere near the near New Orleans because I think okay. and uh, they had a, a almost all of the main uh, like supporting cast in this episode. The residents of the town were people of color. So there was a Hispanic woman who had dementia. There was a older black jazz musician um, and a variety of other characters there. The story revolved around the um, separation of the sisters and. Uh, uh, Tact, who basically went and found a jazz club that was one of the last places where his father performed, and oh. all the and so it was a place where he, you know, we got to understand that like he has a complicated relationship with his father's music because his father's last real last performance was the one that precipitated the the D two arrival, and so it was like a disaster where everybody died. Um, but in this town, the people there remember his father as this amazing, vir- amazing virtuoso musician, and they treasure the fact that he was he performed there and actually held on to his music as well as the piano that he played on. And so the culmination of the episode was tacked playing his father's music on essentially his father's piano to an underground audience of like jazz lovers who were really into his music. And like, oh wow! So that that part I thought was really cool. And again, they gave a lot of speaking lines to like a, a a black character, and it wasn't it was good. It was just a good story about like you know time passing by and aging and how people connect with like the their biggest achievements of their youth because that jazz musician had played with his dad in that set, and they had all these pictures of it, and it was about tact getting to really experience what the one thing he likes which is playing music in front of people who actually can appreciate it you know he's always like tapping on the window for like you yeah, know, yeah, for yeah, piano. yeah yeah and this was like this was like a perfect like gift for him and it, there's no like shade in it there was no um no negativity or weird things to overcome it was just like everything was straight up and genuine about love for music so that was like his side of the story and then the girls were in the town looking for supplies and they wind up helping out an elderly shop owner and through him they realize that like basically all the young people in the town have left and there's i mean like for i don't come from you know middle and rural america but i lived in alabama for five years and i what i lived in that region and went around to a lot of the places that they were talking about and that's actually a real social 
um, challenge right now is that gray out of like all the young people leaving these, you know, towns that used to have a history, used to have a lot of like life and vibrancy, and they're kind of just like left to decay, and the old people are just there, you know, repeating the same patterns of life and not really, you know, growing, no, or... not really growing, and so yeah, so they they help out the shop owner who, you know, is too, um, he injures himself trying to help them, so they start delivering food and stuff around the town. They meet older people and they just get treated very nicely by them and then the the kind of end of that their story is they walk down the street and there's an older hispanic woman who's just sitting you know minding her own business and then she sees is her name jessica i don't know the older sister and thinks that it's her daughter who is actually dead and is oh, so convinced no. and is so convinced that it's her that like you just run up to her like oh where have you been da, da, da. so they are they take sort of pity on her and go home to with her or at least get her back to her home and inside they they meet the husband who is not does not have dementia who is just like really appreciative that they um took the time to you know help his wife and they learn about the family and the daughter who died and her husband and there's a couple like really cute scenes with um uh uh uh, what's her name is it destiny what did they call her the the yeah, Destiny. Yeah, the, Destiny. The, yeah, yeah. Whatever the, the thing is. Yeah, and she kind of winds up hanging out with the old woman because she has no memory of anything in the past. She just takes whatever the woman is saying at at face value, and and so she's giving her all these like life lessons about like you know how to, because uh, she's relaying all her complaints about tact being this like emotionless asshole who only cares about playing music, and the old lady actually is like giving her advice about like how to get through to him and understand the things that like he likes and da da da. So it was all like super good interpersonal advice mixed with like stories that were meaningful just to those characters. There was no action, there were no antagonists, there was no violence, there was no like, you know, there was some sakaga but it was all on like, you know, piano playing and like hands and body. Oh, mo- okay. So like I just thought it was a a fantastic episode i would call it like a triumph of an episode because it does a lot without falling into a formula that i thought the show would come into where they like like go to a city meet somebody fight a thing and then leave the place and they've so far managed to like avoid doing that more than a couple of times out of six episodes so i enjoyed that um so there's that one and then the more controversial bit uh okay how do i how do i how do i talk through this um so i am not against edgy characters and plots especially when they involve crazy people and i'm talking about episode six well five and six of platinum end Uh oh a character was introduced that in a lot of ways is a very tip, very typical archetypal death game character. I would call this like the crazy lolly. Their take is unique because in a lot of ways, Platinum End is a more realistically grounded show. As in, like the while everyone has superpowers and they're all crazy and there's all these angels, like the people, the humans involved. If you took away the supernatural stuff, they would be sketched like more realistic people. You know, depressed high school student, 
you know even like the 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 supporting like female whose name i forget saki or something like the one he's really interested in like she's a really underwritten character on purpose she doesn't talk very much but like you just get the feeling these these feel more like people than cartoon characters i guess is what i'm saying so when you introduce okay. like a i mean cra- that's good so when you introduce like a like a, a, a stereotype or an archetype into that like the crazy lolly that i'm going to talk about in a minute because they are based on a real person it makes a lot of the things that they would be doing in the in the show much more questionable and so this particular character, who I'm not going to go into too much detail because I know, Jordan, you haven't watched it yet, but she is canonically in the story 14 years old. And the backstory they gave her was that she was a child idol at 12, but was had her career derailed by some kind of a scandal. And they don't get into a detail about what that scandal is, but by the end of episode six, it's pretty obvious what it was, which is that she was a lesbian. Okay and there are two scenes of it's i don't know what to call it it's not pedophilia because she's 14 and presumably the persons or persons plural that she is with are of similar age and there are no adults anywhere involved in this but the way that it's uh played up visually to tell the story because everything is so grounded and and the characters are supposed to look a little bit more realistic is could be very uncomfortable and unsettling for a lot of people. Now, me personally didn't mind it so much, but I can imagine some people getting to episode 6 in particular and thinking like, "Okay, I don't know if I can watch any more of this um because I'm too weirded out by the subject matter." So, I'll leave it at that. Um okay. but I think overall it, the show is going in a good direction. And uh, the characters around the main character were annoying me. Now this episode, the main character is annoying me again because he's acting like a hoe. So we need to to fix that. And I think that they're going to fix it very soon. So that is my report on the couple things that I watched besides our core stuff. What were you watching? Um, Osama ranking is fucking amazing. Phenomenal. Um... I have words for a specific character and I just want to say that um, uh, you cutting off a limb isn't enough. You need to die, nigga. You need to die. Just because you just because you just because you cut off your own limb when you let someone else injure you as like faux repentance for what you just did. Nah, digga, die, 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 die. I don't give a fuck about his character growth arc. I never will care about it ever again. This is a character who, uh, because of his like lack of own like security in who he is and what he stands for, he lets someone else lead him by the nose to do something that he clearly didn't want to do, but he saw it as being sympathetic, which was actually just a fucking cop-out because you a weak-ass, bitch-ass, twerp nigga. So... Yes, all-time ranking, fucking amazing. Don't fuck with my little nigga Boji. I swear to God, I'm so tired of these niggas. Well, I'm not tired. I'm tired of this particular nigga in this show. But the show overall is just so fucking good. It is ridiculous how, like, on point every single episode is and how engaging and entertaining and, like, the world building gets bigger and bigger every fucking episode, but it's not overly complicated. And they're, like, developing... Okay, yeah. um, Yeah, old summer ranking. 
watch that shit. And Comey can't communicate is um fucking hilarious. <laughs> Just it's it's literally it's like Konosuba, but like it's not as depraved. Like I don't know, I, Konosuba, Ko- but not as depraved. Yeah, because Konosuba is some depraved. Them niggas are trash <laughs> in that fucking show. Them niggas are trash. They're lazy fucking bums. And wow. Comey Can't Communicate is not like that for the most part. But the laughs are definitely on the same level as Konosuba. So, yeah. Oh, also, Bandage from My Hero's Party. Um, I wasn't expecting so much heat. But, um... People are getting their torsos gouged out. Oh. So, huh. um, yeah. And the main girl has almost killed someone like three times. Oh. So, um, <laughs> we really didn't see this coming from this show, especially when the majority of the mood is like, we're chilling in this pharmacy, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but niggas keep coming and interrupting their peace. So it's kind of just like, well, yeah, you niggas are going to die because bruh like so wait they're bringing the heat to them is that what's happening here there's a lot of fuck shit that's going on there's Mm -hmm. like a drug ring that's happening in the in the town and it's being destroyed the guild got used because they approved some medicine that actually was a narcotic and now (laughs) people are actually hooked on the fucking narcotic and homeboy is actually he's like a pharmacist that's how he's making his living um his medicine is actually like you know fucking good great shit but like he had troubles getting it approved because they didn't trust anything for a minute because of that shit but now the after effects of that shit is coming up because people are showing up like on roll like they're like roid raging and like thieves are able to like fight with um broad axes and shit and move at the same speed yeah like shit's happening in the show and i mean it's not like it's not insane, like, you know, oh, my God, like, I'm on the edge of my seat. It's just like, damn, nigga, what the fuck? Like, can they eat lunch? Like, can shit. They? But, no, they can't. And then at the end of this past episode, one of the little kids got fucking hacked up. So, I'm like, god damn. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not dead, but, like, yeah. But also, the thing that I really enjoy about the show is that, like, everyone's blessing the the further we get into the show and the more they talk about like your life's blessing that you're born with the more it seems like the blessings are actually curses from the gods so i like that i like that direction you think that the main party is going to come back um actually the main party is splitting up because of the fallout from him leaving oh yeah like they um Basically, well, no, that's a huge spoiler. Basically, the way that they make things seem in episode one and the way that the main character has perceived things based off of what one other character said, are they're not that way. Uh. And in the end, a lot of niggas heavily fucked with him. Mm. But, you know, like, the world's at risk and blah, blah, blah. They, they really ain't, you know, kikiing about feelings and you know i respect you so because they never spoke those words homeboy you know went about his business and now the party's falling apart mm. and I also watch this now, maybe i the only thing that was turning me off was like are they really just gonna stick around this one town and just well no they because they're not they're shit. not focusing only on him they're focusing on because his sister is the hero and Holy shit, they went into the into details about like the hero's blessing and I'm like, "Oh no, nah, this shit's a curse." 
Like they are, they're definitely cursed because. Well, I don't want to explain it. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up on that. I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's definitely not. You know, like high budget, high, high fashion. You know, shit mm-hmm. like that. But I'm every week. I'm like, damn. Like, I, I want to see where this is going. Like, shit. It's good. It's good. And then what cool. else? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, Miyaruko-chan turned into a shonen anime. Uh, uh, so that's that's. How does that happen? Um, uh, these ghosts are mauling each other. Damn. Okay. So yeah, I mean, uh, that that's happening. <laughs> and yeah, that's about all I'm watching now. I plan to pick up some other stuff, but Mushoku Tensai is Mushoku Tensai. Still fucking good, real fucking good. But you know. If I say anything about that show at this point, it's going to be a spoiler. So, gotcha. You just got to watch it. Hey, do we have any news? Yeah, no, I got news. Um, Toei, what the fuck is this delicious party pretty cure? Can y'all try harder? Uh, oh like, no! Can y'all try harder on the name? Like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be great, but like, the fuck? Delicious was, party. Delicious party pretty cure. They it, trademarked that, and I'm is, like, is that like just a the the Eng- like the, did they is this a translation or is did they go with the english no that is the that is on the the logo that's the Ooh. english that's on the logo yes Ooh. Do, what are y'all doing who is in charge of this like y'all i mean i'm positive i'm going to love the designs and I, y'all better keep the same sakuga that y'all given us this season cuz i'm really enjoying it but like mm. what the hell but okay anyway um way that i actually have something about house husband so it's getting a live action film next summer. That would but work. I, tr- I tried to watch the regular live action on Netflix and I couldn't do it. I thought it was okay. When he was making the coffee, I was like, "Bitch, where's the comedy?" Oh, okay. I'm well, done. I liked the episode the the episode where he met his friend uh who was working at like the the pancake See, like, I didn't even it. get that far. Like, I was, because I, I was expecting it to be similar to the animated one. No, no, but but I I think both of, like you can tell there actually are some sketch or some like scenes that work better in live actions. Some that work, oh. some that work worse, and some that are surprisingly similar. So like the the ones that worked better were you know anything that involved. Him taking on like or like confronting groups of real people in a location, the the interior home life stuff I think worked a little worse. But then like uh, one of my favorite scenes is the competition that he has with his other like former yakuza guy and the reactions of like all the people around when they're cooking of like the food that they made. And I think it worked just as well in both the live action and in the. Uh, uh, and in the anime, so, okay. But some some work worse and some work better. So I, what I'm saying is that probably means that a live action movie will split the difference, you know, in all of them, and so that means it'll probably be okay. Um, not like amazing, probably not terrible either. Okay. Oh, that's my, that's um, my opinion. If it did, if the live action doesn't work for you, then it probably just won't work for you. I mean, I I'm gonna give it another try. I think I I think it was because I tried to watch it during the, the day that I was resetting my sleep schedule, so maybe I was just like, but okay. Um, what else is there? Netflix is really coming with the live actions. Um, they did the teaser for the Gundam, mm-hmm. the live action Gundam. Um, I'm interested. I want to see more, and also who the fuck you casting? 
And they they've got they announced the cast for the One Piece live action. And you know what? I'm not mad. Me neither. I don't. I, the only thing I'm I'm curious about how the fuck are they gonna do Chopper? He's gonna be CG in voice acting. I I'm a, I'm aware that's what it's going to be, but like yeah. Oh, what are you gonna look like? Yes. Oh is yeah, it, because they have to do the points, the rumble the, point, and bro. oh shit. This is gonna be yeah. night. I think this is gonna be nightmare fuel. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, 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 bro, I, don't. I didn't even think about Chopper. I, well, you know what? <sighs> this is where we already know where it's gonna end. It's probably gonna end um with them getting Sanji. That would be the right place. So I don't hate anything about. It. There was a lot of backlash immediately because like, oh no, baby, what are you doing? But I'm like, uh. Yeah, you have to try. You have to at least give it a, a reasonable shot because the the IP is too valuable to just like not, not do anything with it. Yes, and exactly. you know Netflix is interesting because typically they will put bigger budgets behind things than I would. I, let me rephrase that: they put bigger budget behind stuff than I would. Period. So, and how those budgets get spent is kind of all over the place. Like there are some. Um, shows that they have bankrolled, some like live action shows they've bankrolled that they look really, really good. I don't know anybody who would ever watch it, those shows, but they looked really good. And then there's other mm. stuff where it's like, you know, especially the animated side, where I can sometimes not tell the difference between what is a high budget like uh, project and what is not because of the artistic choices that they make. So all I can say is that if you're getting a live action One Piece. It probably means that there was some other live action stuff for anime that did very well, or at least did did enough that uh, they realize they need to keep investing in that side of their portfolio. I get that people would prefer like their favorite thing animated. I would too, and animated not CGI, but like hand drawn or at least like digital. But th- that's why they keep showing up. It's because they've made a commitment to this like part of their portfolio, and it does seem to get them eyeballs and and uh, uh, subscriptions. So I'm not against it, not for it. I will see how it turns out. Anything is better than Death Note live action, so <clears throat> that's where I'm at. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And then Netflix is also doing. Uh... Are they funding this new Seven Deadly Sins two-part movie about Meliodas' son? Um, hmm. Okay. I haven't read the manga for the next part yet. It's good. So it's good. You could read so. it. You could read it without knowing anything about Seven Deadly Sins, and I think it actually would be better if you didn't oh. know. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I haven't even finished watching or reading the original Seven Deadly Sins. Like, just I read think it. I'm, Don't I'm watch it. I'm halfway through the final season. Don't just watch it. it. Okay. Just read it. Just read it. You'll be okay. faster. You won't be annoyed. It'll be done fast. <laughs> shit will look good. You'll be like, okay, that's the story, and then you'll be done. Okay. And um, my last thing is uh, Representative Gosar. Gosar needs to be in jail. I was going to bring that up, too. I'm happy. That was if, my first thing. Yeah. Yeah. If I made a video of Demon Slayer with me putting my face on Tanjiro and Trump's face on Rui and cutting his head off, yeah. um, the FBI would be contacting me. Yeah. You know, I would like, lose all my special privileges. Yeah. Uh, like. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. So uh, this is this is unacceptable. But, you know, he is a politician and you know and he's people, white yeah he's i mean i was i was 
I was I was trying to avoid saying <laughs> that. He's a white male yeah. in the politics. It, nothing's probably going to happen. Nothing will happen, most likely. Yeah. But something should happen. He should go to prison. He should go to prison. You literally made propaganda of killing two people. You of killing Ocasio Cortez and attempting to kill Biden. That you just didn't get the kill shot in right. the fucking promo video. So yeah, that when I saw that, I legit was like, first of all, the people who helped him make this jail also because yes. how dare you? Don't bring that shit over here. Do you think? That well, well, let me, let me put it differently. It's part of why you're annoyed, as and I assume the reason it's similar to mine is that not only is that a threat and and all these other problems, but also this nigga doesn't know the first thing about anime or that he meme. doesn't know anything. It's literally pandering yeah. to like, oh, that was yes, same, yeah. same. Nigga, you probably have never watched an anime into your entire life. Someone on your staff ran this by someone and told y'all about the storyline and all this kind of shit like that. And they were like, we can make this akin to immigrants and blah, 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 blah. And this is very popular. Look how much money it makes. And yeah. So maybe someone on your staff is really good at marketing and is, you know, up to date with like, you know, what people are fucking into, but also fuck them. Yeah. Because this is just not... This isn't it. Like, it's one thing if you do it in a comedic fashion, but then it's kind of hard to do, like, the killing points of Attack on Titan and comedy. Like, the comedy from Attack on Titan is, like, the deformed Titans. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's yeah. the comedy in Attack on Titan. Not the killing of, uh, well, I mean, I assume if you listen to this, you don't watch Attack on Titan. But if you haven't... Not the killing of literally actual other humans against their will. Right. Like, come on, y'all. And but on top of that, the whole thing was, like, racist and, like, anti-immigrant. and It was so... It's... How did you completely warp this into something just so fucking horrendous? And you know what I want? I want lawsuits because I know for a fact that he did not get rights to this. Oh, certainly not. I know he didn't get rights. So if he's not going to go to jail, then I want him in the courthouse nonstop forever um, paying royalties because I know for a fact that did not get approved. Nope. I know it didn't. 100% did not. Okay. I mean, those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, it's trash. He should go to jail. He won't, but such is life. Um, I got a couple notes. You got the uh, creator of 86. Uh Going on hiatus. He's sick. Oh, oh! I didn't hear about that. Oh no! Yeah, he's sick. We'll see. Okay. Well, at the very least, like this, the December I have release. Something to say about hiatuses later. Yeah, <laughs> the, the December release for the eighty-six light novel is pushed back to February. Don't know what that means. Don't know if it's like you know an illness or just a physical ailment. Yeah, you know, just uh, another hiatus to keep in mind. Um, we have uh, Alice in Borderlands Season 2, which I'm super looking forward to. I did not wind up reading the... This is both a light novel Oh, you know what? A, that pissed me off because yeah. I misread it. I thought that they were saying it was coming this December. And then I was no. like, wait, 2022? Bitch, you could announce this next summer. 2022. But at least it's happening, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I really enjoyed that. No, I think it's actually... It, it, it made me want to just keep watching. Like I didn't, I didn't, I was, I liked the fact that it worked 
as a as a live action like i didn't need the mm-hmm. other stuff and i deliberately did not go and, like what happens a lot of times i'll see like a either an anime or a live action uh adaptation and i'll say oh this seems good but something about it makes me believe that whatever the source material is will be more entertaining to watch or read or whatever whatever the whatever the original is i i didn't have that feeling watching alice in borderland i thought it was just good so I was like, yeah, if it gets a second season, I will absolutely watch it. And I didn't feel pressed to like get the real the real version of the story by like reading it or watching it. So I hear there's some cool stuff, and uh, looking forward to that. And I think that's pretty much it for me as far as upcoming news. There's I still want to. Uh, do you do you remember the release date on the Jujutsu Kaisen movie? Is is it somewhere in December? Uh, it's twenty December twenty third. I need that shit to move itself up because I'm missing that series. <laughs> missing it. Um, we don't have a season two announcement, do we? It's no. probably going to be the day of the movie or something. Yeah, shit. they're not going to say anything about season two until the movie drops, which leads me to believe it's like like winter next year. Next year, yeah. At the earliest. I mean, I assume they're already in production, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. they got to be. Ain't no, ain't no fucking way. Um. What the fuck? Oh, so on the note of hiatuses, um, I was on the Gotcha subreddit Uh-oh. today, and uh, I was there was a thread about you know like what are your favorite Gotcha games and blah 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 blah. You know, let me know. I'm looking for something, and I did not realize the kind of hold that Azure Lane has over niggas. What do you, what do you mean? I like, didn't realize this. Azure Lane has claimed some of our greatest. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing though. Like, I know that you. I know that you've always said that, like, you know, what, what, fuck, Hunter, Hunter. Yeah, uh, uh, Tagata. Tagata. I know that you know that, like, it, it claimed him and, like, a few other people, but I'm just like, oh, okay, well, you know, you know, maybe it's just, like, really big in Japan. Bro, but, like, I went no through joke. this thread today, and I was like, oh, my God, like, everyone's recommending Azure Lane, and I absolutely hated it. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So it makes me interested to know, like, the TV ratings, Oh, for, the, for the anime season. I can tell you right now, the clipped stuff from the TV series gets big numbers, but, like, the content is garbage. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, Garbage. I watched, I watched up to the fourth episode, and literally, I was like, okay, so get back to the fighting. Yeah. Like, garbage. I saw that shit, and never has something turned me off faster from a, a, a series or a, an IP than the Azure Lane anime. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want nothing. Well, to do with the it. little girl, the three like titular little girls don't really help. They look no. very, they look very, um, I'll leave it. Okay. I saw Bismarck and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh, they need their ship girls. No, okay. oh God, no. Make it go um, away. Make it go I away. Mean, so for my recommendation this week, I feel like you all should know what it is, but um, it's actually going to be the same thing. I'm going to recommend Super Robot Wars 30, but I'm going to recommend the Ultimate Edition with the voiced anime songs. The Ultimate Edition. Because, oh my fucking God, it is a completely different gaming experience when you actually have the voiced fucking music playing. That Elgheim song, uh, what the fuck it... I'm like, bitch, this chorus is like amazing. And he's like blowing your ass up and slicing you. I love it. I love it. And also Shimmer Gummy 10 Five because of course I was gonna recommend that. Duh. 
It's cool. Like, if you like weeb shit, I don't understand how you're not playing that shit. Like, easy, breezy, beautiful fucking Sentai. Well, my recommendation is it's a light one. It's uh, currently running webtoon called um, Reincarnation of the Suicidal Battle God. They kind of all have these weird, long, repetitive names. It's, it's well, that's got, the industry norm anyways now. Yeah, so. yeah. It's been running for about six months. Um, interesting premise. It's one of the. It's a returner story, but the power scaling and the deviousness of the main character are really cool. And at least for the first like ten or twelve chapters, it doesn't go out of its way to be completely ridiculous. Which is where all these webtoons they kind of run off the run off the the map when it comes to like the the power scaling aspect. So it makes some of the story beats not quite as impactful when you got a main character who can like literally throw galaxies, you know, around by like the tenth chapter. So this is a little more subdued. So subdued the right word? They they play things a little slower and a little more um, strategically. As far as like the storytelling and the plots and the some of the fights and so on, but the art is actually pretty good. Um, I, I'm a sucker for like webtoons and manhwa where they the there's a definitively different and unique art style, something that just makes it look different than like the cookie cutter shit that um, Naver, uh, Ice Palace, and a couple other studios that produce like half of the big webtoons out there. Like they have like a kind of a standard look. And anything that gets away from that or looks different, I'm always more interested in. So this one has a pretty, uh, you know, it's a it's a mature modern art style, but it doesn't have like a lot of the trappings or the CGI or other things that um, some of these other productions have. So light recommend. Uh, I'm into it. And then I also was went back and caught up a little bit on Elisid, and I legitimately laughed out loud at uh, the premise of this week's chapter, which involved. A cat punch, and that's all Whoa! I want to say. It just made me <laughs> made me laugh my ass off. Like the whole premise of this series, it's like a it's like a uh, you know martial arts. Um, if you ever if you ever read the Breaker, it's like very similar, you know, uh, structurally, thematically, and storyline wise to the Breaker. But the the joke is that it's you think it's a battle ma- manga, but it's really just a story about closeted cat lovers um so oh but i'll leave it at that so those are my two okay wait that's not the show where the they're transforming into the cats is it uh there is a character who is initially transformed into a cat but the none of the main cast are cats it's just that one character got transformed oh okay 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 all right well Yep, that's it for this week, I think. That's it. Um, If any of you guys are going to Anime NYC, I will be there. Oh, wait, for real? Um, all three, Yeah, I got approved for the press pass. So my homegirl is working the show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, well, then we will we'll, we'll discuss that off, yeah. off, off podcast in oh, a yeah. second. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be walking around every day, um, you know, looking at things. I will most likely be at the Genshin Impact booth <laughs> um, yeah, duh. Uh, to get to find out how I can get as many free Primo Gems as possible. What you mean is that you're doing interviews and all sorts of other press-related activities, not not uh, hunting for free yeah. 
free gems. Oh, now got. that you said that, I need to send in my um, interview requests for the voice actors. Oh, if there's one cool. thing, I've had to actually like research the the English dub people because I have access to like interviewing them. Which hopefully we can get one of them to come on the show here. Wouldn't that be That'd amazing? Be fucking great. But in the meantime, in between time, if you haven't already, and uh, What's gonna call it? You guys know that the episodes get posted on YouTube also, so you know if you don't wanna, you know, listen, listen, you can like watch. Well, you did not watch. I mean, there is something to watch. You can watch the waveforms on YouTube. How yeah. about that? We're there working we go. on. We're, we're working on some other stuff. We, we, we exactly. We know. We know. We know. Yes. Um. Uh, and but make sure you follow us on, on everything else. Um. Anime underscore savants on Twitter for now. I. I'm gonna get that fucking tag one day. I'm gonna get that bitch. Um, anime savants on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, you can catch me at Neural Handshake on Twitter. Keeping it cool and copacetic. It's winter time. My birthday just passed. We're heading into the holiday season. Let's all uh, reduce the negativity at least for like. Can we get like a month? Like a month of happiness. We just enjoy stuff. You know. I don't, don't think that's gonna happen it's because that ble- happen. that bleach announcement is coming in December. Oh fuck! All right, well. So, so I mean, I I would like also. <laughs> uh, uh, hey. Um, all right, well, good luck, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>